Hey guys, welcome to this episode of This Sovereign Life, a podcast where we aim to inspire you to escape the mediocrity that has become normalized as success, and I mean success in business, success in life, success in any way that you could measure success, and to pursue a life that you desire. So today's episode is going to be exactly about that, and I really thought of the title, Your Partner Desire, because I thought a friend, your friend desire, first of all, it sounded more cliche, but also I feel like your partner is the better word, right? Um, if we think of friends versus partners, when you think of a friend, they could be anything. They could even be somebody that sabotages you when they feel like it. And when you think of a partner, you think of somebody that is there to accomplish something together, like in the true sense of the word, right? And I want to talk about this because I was raised in a very oppressive religion that I believe um, mis- was misinformed about the Word of God. Um, and I don't think the Word of God is just limited to the Bible. That's a bigger discussion, but I do believe that the Word of God is within us, around us, it is in spirit, it is not limited to just one book. I believe that the word um, has a much greater meaning than we think it does, but we'll leave that for another time. And um, But in this religion, I would say that I was left with the overall feeling from the, the teachings and conditionings that we got, I was left with the overall feeling that my desires were wrong. That if I desired something, it was probably the wrong thing. It's probably what I shouldn't be doing. And now I believe the exact opposite. And that's what I want to talk about today. At this point in my life, it is my true, deeply held belief that our desires are our God-given compass for life. Um, and I mean every aspect of life. I mean just our personal everyday little details. I mean, our family life, I mean, our relationships, business, all of it. Right. And, um, so that is a, a like complete 180 switch from what I felt all of my life. Right. And as we know, like I, we left the religion, my parents were amazing. And when they saw that the religion was having a negative impact on their kids, they decided to leave. They didn't just call us the bad apples. And I'm forever grateful for that. And it was really, um, honestly, my dad that had this influence on me in the first place, but I didn't actually fully embrace and understand this concept until very recently because I had that deep conditioning of just feeling like desires were bad. If I want it, it's bad. And we have that not just in religion. I feel like we have that in society, right? Like pleasure is bad. Um, like if you want to eat something delicious, it's probably bad for you. Um, if you want to do something, it probably means, you know, if it's something that you desire to do, there's a lot of narratives like, oh, that's not a real job that won't make money. If somebody's actually trying to turn their passion into their livelihood. Um, so there's all these things that we hear regularly in religions, out of religions. And I think it's just a common narrative, right? That, that lead us to believe that the desires of our heart are wrong or just lead us to suppress them. 
And now that I believe that our desires are our God-given compass, and I believe, um, you know, if you're a believer in the Bible, I believe that it substantiates it actually very simply with the verses in Psalm 37, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So to me, those very, very clearly state that God will give us not only put the desires in our heart, but also help us fulfill them, fulfill those for us. But I think we have to recognize first that the first step is to believe and trust that God has actually given us the desires of our heart so that we can believe and trust that those are the right compass for us. That is the right way to follow, even if it feels counterintuitive to what we're being told from the outside or what somebody else is telling us how they tell us we should live or what we should believe. So why, so I feel like, and I feel like it can be confusing because, um, and I'm going to address that because I feel like a lot of people are confused about the desires of their heart. I hear, you know, when I, when I talk about this, sometimes I hear people say, well, if I just followed my desires, I'd just be on the couch eating potato chips and donuts and watching Netflix all day, or, you know, laying on a beach somewhere or whatever. Right. And so I think that when we are not attuned to the true desires that God has put within us, the ones that are like really deep and true and create actual passion and fire within us. And when we give in to the conditioning and of the society that we've been living in, when, you know, we're not even giving in, we, we don't know anything different. We live in a society that is so conditioned for profit and for scalability of people and for, you know, these things that, that have nothing to do with us that we are from a young age, um, basically, we are told that life has to look this certain way. And so, you know, we do the thing, we go to school, we, we go to college, we get in debt for it, to get a job that we probably hate. Um, we, you know, we feel like there's a certain, like, a certain, what what's the ideal for marriage and family, uh, have a house by this certain age, find this certain kind of wife or husband, um, do the thing, have the kids, you know, live in this certain neighborhood, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I believe because we are so much a product of that, uh, from a very early age, we learn to suppress our desires almost to the point where we don't know what we truly love and desire. And instead, we are now entrenched in escapism from a life that we don't desire at all. And that's what I think leads to these, um, what we would see as lustful or bad desires, right? Um, and so I think that's why people get confused by the word desire, because we have labeled desire as these like dissatisfied escapisms instead of realizing that it's actually a truly a God-given and important thing. Um, so I think one of the first steps in being able to use your partner desire to access the power of your partner, partner desire, because I do believe that the most power we can ever get in our life comes through accessing this partnership and this co-creation of, of 
becoming one with the desires that God has put within us and living those out um, because they're individual. They're unique to all of us. We don't have all the same desires. And I believe that that's part of how we know where we're supposed to go, what what is going to lead to the most fulfilling life for us. Um, so if, if we're numb to this, right, like if you've been living in that life that I spoke of and you're feeling just dissatisfied, you're feeling restless, you feel like you've always got to escape, then you are probably very confused about what you actually desire. And that is why you feel like your desires might be wrong or it might be dangerous to allow yourself to believe that that's important for you. So in order to to come into the power of this, I think the first step that you have to take if you're not already, you know, following this or pursuing this idea, the first step you really have to take is to allow yourself to believe that the desires of your heart are good. Like that is literally the first step. And if the ones that you feel like you have in your heart right now aren't good, that's going to be another process for you. That's going to be a process of self-examination and understanding of all the ways you have yourself trapped and all the way that you have kept yourself miserable and you've allowed society to keep you in their template, in the template that has you living in about 2% of your true capacity of joy and peace and power. So if you're, if you're at that point, then the work that you need to do is to start believing that that the desires of your heart are important. And from there, once you can actually accept that and you can, you can truly accept that belief into, into your being, you can start to, um, access the desires You can start to learn how to weed out what is just a conditioning of society, something that you've been told you should feel or think or believe or want, and tap into what is truly in your heart, what what God has put there to lead you to your best life. And if you feel, if you feel like your head is whirling right now, and this is a totally new concept, I get that because just a few years ago, this was a completely new and scary idea to me. And that is why I am creating a digital course that will help you and lead you through the process that I took to go from that place of, of feeling like my desires were wrong and actually desiring things that were not good for me to a place where what is good for me and what feels right and great and what I desire are all in line with each other and they're co-creating together and it feels so good. So if you're at the beginning of this and you feel completely lost, um, I'm making this course for you and I will be putting a link in the description so that you can access that and um, learn how or just be guided through and helped through that process because I think that where people, a lot of people stop before they even get to the part of believing and understanding their desires. And I don't want that to happen to you because I can tell you from the other side that it feels so amazing and so peaceful to be living in desire. It's so beautiful. It, it There's 
the conflict is gone and that feeling of being trapped or miserable or feeling obligated to do things, feeling obligated to live a certain way when truly your heart is pulling you in another direction. It feels so good to not have any of that anymore and instead be actually doing what I want and I love and knowing that God made me this way and he gave me these desires. It's a beautiful thing. So how do you start to hear your true desires then, right? Say you already have believed and accepted that the desires of your heart are God-given and that it's important for you to listen to them, but you still feel like you can't access them. You don't know what they are. You feel so confused about what you want or so numb or out of touch or lazy or, you know, just like lackadaisical towards any kind of passion in your life. How do you get to where you can tap into those desires and reignite them? Because if you think about, think back to when you're a kid, right? Or think about a kid that you know now, if you really can't connect back to yourself as a child. And think about how in tune kids are to their desires and how good they are actually manifesting them, right? They're so pure. They have not been um, fully ingrained with the belief yet that their desires are wrong. They've actually, a lot of kids just, they know what they want and they want what they want and they are so obvious in it, right? And they can, when it's something that's truly them, They can keep themselves busy for hours with it, or they can, you know, they go from being a a kid that's disobedient and, you know, out of order to being an absolute angel because they're doing something they love. And these things are so obvious in kids, right? So think back to when you were a kid or think, think about a kid that you know that you can see a passion in, right? And the thing about a child is in that purity of heart they don't question that they're de- whether or not their desires are right or wrong. They just feel them. They just allow them. They just be them. And what has happened to us as adults is with all of the things coming at us, you know, going through school that's constantly telling us that, no, you can't do that right now. You have to do this. No, nope, that's wrong. You're not allowed to do this until then. And our parents, you know, all the rules that they have on us or, you know, any, any authority, any, a boss, um, society, you know, not just authority figures, but, um, magazines and media and peer pressure and all these things that tell us that we're supposed to be something different than we are. That thing, those, all of those messages pile up and we suffocate what our true desires are. And so, when you're getting to that point where point where you're trying to tap into them, it, it's not about thinking. It's not about, you know, it's not about analyzing yourself and figuring out what you're passionate about. You know, I, I noticed that a lot of people try to do that. They try to analyze themselves and figure out their passion, but they do it through a lens of like, what could I make money at? Right. And so even right there and then, um, they've put a number on their passion. They've they've constricted themselves to this society societal view of what is valuable or worth compensation for. And when we throw all of that out the window and we realize that there is a greater force at work here, 
um, that we can co-create with, then uh, money and compensation becomes something entirely different. And we're able to see our desires through a lens that has nothing to do with money or compensation. And so it's, it's important in this whole exercise not to try to analyze, but to fill, right? Um, we are human beings, creatures that fill a variety of emotions, not only emotions, but sensations. And we also have sensory input and sensory output that goes along with those feelings and sensations. And it's scientifically proven that all of this is connected in our bodies and our brains, right? So this is the way we work. And when it comes to, uh, when it comes to creating, when it comes to doing business or creating life, um, we have been condensed down to this idea that it should all make sense. It should all be logical and it should be analytical and, um, it should be, you know, within these parameters. But I think I know that the greatest power comes from something much greater than that. Allowing ourselves to fill in every part of ourselves and to take off those blinders, take off these ideas that constrain us. And and this can take some time because you could be so numb to feeling, to feeling what you felt as a child or to feeling what is really within you that you have to practice this, right? And that's another thing that I have included in my course is ways of practicing this until it actually starts to become real to you until you can actually start to feel it on your own. Because believe it or not, we can suppress these things to the point where we feel like we don't have these feelings. Um, I have been there and I've been on the other side of that. So I can tell you that that is absolutely true. So the real work, because we often think of, you know, work that we need to do is actions or changes or, you know, improvements. But I believe that the real work, real work is being able to shake off all of these things that have been restricting us from really stepping into God's purpose for us and doing the work to actually believe, understand, and access the desires that are in your heart through feeling, not through thinking, but through believing and feeling. And the thinking part comes in in being able to understand how this all makes sense, right? To understand to the point where you can believe and you can feel. So there is a thinking part involved, but the the truth is, is that all of this is scripturally and scientifically sound. No matter where you are in your belief system, it all is actually the way it works. And I would say that I challenge you to try to disprove that because I believe that this is the truth of how we are created. And It is a truth that has been suppressed for a very long time by societal agendas. And so I just wanted to, I want to um, open up your mind to, if you're, if you, you're still in a place where you feel like 
desire is something that we should suppress or avoid. I want to open up your mind to even the idea that desire is your most effective and greatest partner in life, in business, in your relationships. And that doesn't, I mean, okay, let's, let's rephrase that. God is your most powerful and greatest partner, but the desire is a tool that God has given you to access within yourself. The desire is a very important compass that is within all of us and is unique to each of us. And so I just want to open your mind to that idea. And if you already believe that to be true, but you don't know how to get in touch with your desires, I want you to know that it is a process. It is something that you have to commit to. You have to, like, it's important to actually practice and to do the work to connect to those desires. But once you do, once you do, it's the most amazing feeling ever, especially the more and more that you grow that trust with within yourself, with those desires, then you become limitless. And it's a beautiful thing. So thank you for listening. I hope that today you lean into your desires and you explore that thought and that belief. And if this is resonating with you, if any of my podcast episodes have resonated with you, please like, share, and review. At this time, I'm not running any ads. I'm just letting you know about cool projects that I'm working on. So any like and review and share is very encouraging to me and helps this podcast to spread, which is one of my goals. So thank you in advance if you leave any kind of review and I will see you guys in the next one. Oh yeah, I will be linking um, below. I will be linking the pre-sale link to the course that I spoke of earlier. It's called The Life You Desire and it is created to help you tap in to the desires of your heart and truly begin to co-create with them so that you can live the most amazing life and a life that you haven't imagined up to this point. I'll also drop a link to my email list because my true agenda is to get off of social media or at least not have my community built or reliant on social media and get y'all in the email so that we can, regardless of what happens to social media or if I get hacked, et cetera, et cetera, we can communicate on a regular basis. I'm also going to be dropping some of the coolest, most exciting things in my email. Um, our Hotel Catalia family, transformational family retreats. I'll be launching those and giving the first look at those in the email. So if you're interested in the things that I'm doing and you want to hear more, definitely sign up there and I will see you in the next episode. Have an amazing night.